Welcome well, to Gotham Busy. Welcome to Coloring with Accountants. Because <laughs> we're accountants. We have a part-time job as an accountant. Doing accounting. As an accountant. Doing, <laughs> Doing accounting, accounting things. <laughs> I can really make that TikTok now. <laughs> oh what gosh. episode are we on? What is this? We are on episode 58, guys. And we are remote because I have COVID now. Mel's got the Rona. I it do. Was not, wait, I, let's clarify. It was not from me. No, I just feel like shit. I look like shit. And yes, because um, we're doing it now on Zoom. So hopefully this has a little bit better audio. I'm not going to lie. This <clears throat> like these symptoms are for real. Like mm-hmm. they don't this COVID shit. Like I'm telling you yesterday, I literally thought like I was trying to explain it to Jeff. Like I thought like I like in the old medieval times, like you would lay down. I don't know what it's called. And they would like pull your limbs. Uh, being you know, like quartered. Yes. Being drawn and quartered. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they would pull your limbs. Like they would have, you know, the horses on or the yes. people like on all four limbs and like pulling them. That's what I felt like my legs were doing. Like I felt like my legs were detaching from my hip, my hips. Well, like my, at my joints. Who, who was it that said it? Was it Cardi B? Who was it? Or coronavirus? The shit is real. It's real. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I've just felt like crap. Like my head hurts. I have no energy. Are you coughing or anything like that? I'm. I have lost my sense of smell and taste. I'm slowly getting. I've actually got it back now a little bit. But like coughing. I mean, I had cough every day from allergies. So mm. I don't know if it's my allergies that are. Well, that's good. It's not bad or, though. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, other than like just the hip pain, I think it was the worst so far because that so was bad. you can't bad smell issue. or taste anything right now? Now I can. Yeah, it's coming back. I'm so glad so. I didn't get that, that symptom. It's, it's like weird. A, it's like a grab bag of symptoms. And what are you going to get today? Shake yes, bowl, shake it's bowl. so weird because I was trying to like, sorry, my dog's barking. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Yeah, it's so weird because like I get like, so like I know what cinnamon smells like, right? So like an apple cinnamon, like candle and I go to smell it and my brain's like, we know that's apple cinnamon, but like, I couldn't smell it, but I knew what it smelled like. Does that make You're sense? You're jingly. You're jingly today too. I am? Uh, yeah. It's your what necklace. Is, uh, let me take yeah. It it's gotta be your necklace. Don't, don't Hold on. up the headphones. Oh yeah. It's totally your necklace. Okay. Is this better? Oh, you know what it is? It's my earrings a bit hitting the headphones. Although it's super cute. They match. <clears throat> of course they match. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I'm ready for this shit to be over with. David's out of school till Tuesday. He was supposed to go back yesterday. What um, about Jeff though? Now he's been exposed. Um, He's going to test. He has no, he wants, yeah, if he has symptoms, he's going to test. But oh, honestly, I-, I had symptoms before like, me going there would have been like 10 days so it would have been after the 10 days when I yeah went. So of you being contagious didn't get any symptoms right yeah. but um because you've already passed having yes because yeah, right so we'll see he's just keeping an eye on it and stuff but he doesn't have any symptoms so far but you know it's just it sucks. I was very cautious yeah I was very cautious when I was in the airplane because I'm already you know we're already cautious anyways so even it, I don't know, it just was very, very interesting. So, but I went to South Carolina, had a good time. Um, it was hard to leave. I cried. He cried. Aww. <laughs> you know, but it's fine. We talk every day still. So we had a really good time. I got to meet some of his Viking friends. So that was really cool. Um, <laughs> Sounded like you said Viking, like. Vi- yes, his Viking friends. His Viking Vikings. friends. To in Valhalla. <laughs> 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 oh shit no his biker friends and his biking gang or biker. whatever he's in biking yeah, biker. group biker group <laughs> excuse me it's not a gang it's a group so yeah so that was a lot of fun and um we really didn't do anything we we um grilled steak on new year's Eve. we broiled it because fucking rained the whole uh-huh. pretty much time i was there so we um and then we just stayed we went out to um actually i'm sorry new year's eve we went to dinner and we crashed a party. I know you did because you fucking called me and I'm in bed with a towel on and you're some, I, I thought to myself, she is probably somewhere populated. So I had the phone like up just, just so you could see a rectangle of my face. Just right like there. you called me when you were dancing <laughs> at the church. I totally did. That was funny. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so I called you and it was a lot of fun. I don't know whose party it was, but um, yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. And then New Year's Day, we cooked. It was very countryfied wherever you were. Yes, I was dying laughing because 
you know, they're playing like all these like hip hop songs and stuff. And of course, you know, I love yeah, the dance. All in I dance boots and shit. I dance like a like, dances. Like it's like Southern Junction. If anyone's familiar with the Dallas area, it's like Southern Junction. That's what it reminded yes. me of. But not it didn't seem you, big. No, no, no. It was very small. It was called Twisted Roots. It was a lot of fun, really good time. So yeah. Um, and then Christmas or Christmas shit. New Year's Day, we went to we stayed home all day. We cooked steak. And then the next day we went to this new bar or something. It was a lot of fun. So it was really cool. Some of the people that we met really there, fun. we picked up um, this girl named Bella. New, not nude, new. <laughs> I can't even tell you the name of it right now. Cause I was pretty, yeah, yeah. I was pretty drunk. So I had like five chocolate I martinis. can hear you fine without you doing that, by the way. <laughs> I feel more professional holding she's the holding microphone. The, guys, she's holding the microphone in front of her face like a boomer. Can, 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 you, can you hear me on this? Hello? It's funny. I don't ever talk on these things. <laughs> so this how is my way week? of life now. This is Zoom meetings because we're all back, you know, at work in full swing. So I've been on a lot of meetings and it's nice though because it, <clears throat> it was kind of like a time warp even more so then the whole year had been because, you know, that happened with um, my ex and then COVID right. and, you know, and then the end of the year. So it just seemed like that all passed in a blur. So it was actually kind of good to get back into work and get mm-hmm. back into doing things, felt productive. <laughs> um, you know, it's been a quiet week. We, we also, we didn't do much on New Year's Eve. We had planned on like being outside on our deck, but it was fucking freezing here. So that was a That's no-go. That's what you said. God, so no, oh, we man. just we just went to bed and watched TV, had a good time. But we know we had went out to the church for the, on the Sunday before New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. so we had already gotten our festivities out of the way. I got so fucking drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> if anybody, if anybody listens to our show and saw me, I am so sorry. It was my intention to get drunk, and I got so drunk. I remember being in the hotel room and being on the ground and oh, what? <laughs> yes being on the floor and telling Robert I was telling Robert I don't like it I don't like it I had one Usually drink I'm the one on the floor yeah I said I had one drink too many the, the one it's always one drink too that's, many though right <laughs> that's how I was on Saturday and I literally just said by the time I got into the house from the truck like you were passed out on the couch in your clothes <laughs> And then I just guess I, he's like, let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. And I just got to the next morning and like, oh, I'm like, my clothes are like down the hall, like where I just took them off. Like walking I'm so to the glad bed. That, that my husband has become very good at undoing a corset because like I, right? I'm usually taking my shoes off as I'm going up the stairs. We're in a hotel and he's like, babe, you can't I'm like, I'm take my <laughs> shoes off. <laughs> take it off. Yeah, it was good. I was Shit. so drunk. Oh my God. So this next Sunday is another holiday. It's Martin Luther King. And we're going to ho- It is a holiday, but I well, have it's to. a holiday for <laughs> Do you have to work on Monday? We should still go dancing anyway. Normal people have to work on Monday, though. No, it's a bank holiday. I work for a bank. I'm an essential, I'm an essential worker. Yeah. Well, you should still come. My sister's coming into town, and we are going to go dancing on, <clears throat> not this weekend, not this Sunday, like the 10th um sunday like the 17th because it's martin luther king day on oh, so the, the 17th because you're saying this sunday so it's yeah, a week sorry. from sunday no yeah it's a, okay. a week from so because martin luther king day oh, is on I, I probably should i might be able to because i won't have my son so yeah i mean you don't have to yeah. stay out all night till you can't work the next day i mean just go dancing. just hate to drive down there by myself that's the problem yeah we're gonna we're gonna be ubering so we're we doing another yeah. staycation i'm going to stay at that hotel there and uber from there mm-hmm. the uber is not that bad it's only like 30 dollars. and my sister's gonna be bad i want to uber by myself well <laughs> let me find out for my sister if she is going to be bringing a guest or not and if she's bringing a guest and if we'll you guys out. if you guys want to share we'll an uber. Yeah. yeah we'll work it out and then maybe you know you can go home with Oh no, you're not single anymore. You can't go home with. I'm not single. I can't go home anywhere. My home. I would be going home to South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not single anymore. (laughs) But no, it's fun. I think you have never been there as the church. You never went to church before. I was telling. I told my husband, it's like it'll do. It's not the church, but it'll do. 
they like pick the perfect fucking yeah. club for that it'll do yeah it, it's just do. different mm. it's just a flat space instead of not having stairs and all that stuff it's just flat mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah but it's, it's, <clears throat> it's it, the music is a lot like the video of our church if anyone's listening has ever been to the church and has not been to the new um church venue a lot of the music is like that it's not like the main room where the main room sometimes did a little bit more industrial music, a little bit more hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the video bar was more of the dance friendly. People can sing along. It's a lot of that type of music. I mean, you know, I called you. Did you yeah. Um, I was dancing I, with you. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to get back out. Everyone is really good about wearing the masks and staying distant on the dance floor. So um, it, it's really good. And you also get, this is how I think they're skirting under the, the rules and laws with being a bar is because you get a coupon for $3 off a food item. And there's like a sausage, mm. there's like a hot dog sausage truck outside. I'm like um, a sausage? What? There's lots of sausages sausage in there. <laughs> 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 so oh, shit. If anyone wants to go dancing on Sunday, <clears throat> January 17th, and you're, um, you can go to it's called it'll do club and it's what the the church is now so on sundays it's sunday mass at the church and i will be there and my sister will be there mel may or may not be there but if you see us come up and say hi i'm i seem yeah. like a bitch but i'm really not where <laughs> you so just run so just run from you <laughs> i'll just be like put your mask on please and that's all okay so episode well, i found out about an hour ago that uh, my daughter's car, Ashley, her charger, her, you know, she has a nice Dodge charger. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she has, whatever. It's a sports car. Yeah, it's nice. It was in her parking lot, a parking garage, and she went out to get in her car, and someone hit her car, and they didn't leave. Oh, they didn't leave a note? So, if you live in an apartment, a very nice apartment off of 75 and Renner, and you're in a white car, and you parked at the very top, because you can't even get to their cars, and let, you can't even get, like, you have to go through a gate, like, to park. So people that park up there live there. Mm-hmm. So whoever hit her car fucking lives there. They, they hit her car, cameras? didn't leave a note. They don't have cameras in the garage. I made her, I told said, you still need to call the office and tell them because they need to know because they, that's going to be an incidence that they need to get cameras. Mm-hmm. And so they should have cameras anyways with girls walking in and out by themselves yeah. like you, for example, you know, so, um, yeah, they hit her fucking Was car. There a lot of damage? So just like, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's all scraped on the side of the back of the Does car. Does she have, like they were, um, what's it called, uninsured uninsured motorist? Uh, yeah, we do have uninsured motorists. So she's going to call the insurance and get them to handle it. Because I'm like, you just need to call insurance, have them handle it, and we'll see where they go. And she has a friend that'll fix it. So, but it's like, poor girl can't win for anything. You no know, it's shit, just like, she's right? had the worst luck. So anyways. You know, but, um, by the way, since before you get into your story, I don't have a timer or anything on this, so I have no idea how long we've been talking. No idea. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so whenever so you I feel like know. taking a break, just, just say we're it's five forty-seven in our time. Not you guys that are listening. I don't even know how to set it like on my phone. It's 548. Can you hear me? Yeah, but um, you went black. Okay. You stopped the video. There you go. Okay. Give me one second. Like, keep talking about what we were just talking about. We don't know how long it's been because Caitlin's calling me, even though she knows we're recording. We can pause and then come back. No, we can keep talking. Let me just text her really fast. And then uh, I swear, I'm so sorry to to all of our listeners. I know these kids, these kids. By the way, shout out to Serena. Thank you so much for um, posting on your story, on your Instagram story, your uh, Gotham Bougie face mask. That's freaking awesome. Thanks for that. Yes. Shout out to to one of the listeners we have. Shout out to Sierra. (laughs) Shout out to Jesse. Shout out to Robert. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Denzel. Shout out to uh, whom else? Who else? Who's else on our page? Wait, Jesse's a, Jesse's a patron? No, I'm just giving a shout out to all of our listeners that I know <laughs> of. I'm trying to fill the time. Oh, I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Carry on. But if I didn't get like, to you, sorry. Jesse, you should be a patron. We, I mean, we've been friends long enough. You should be a fucking patron on Patreon. 
Okay, for, that's I'm leaving it that who at else, that. Who else? Who else am I leaving out? Oh gosh, we have we yeah. have so many amazing listeners. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, okay, Super so cool. yes, episode fifty-eight. It is your true crime. Yes, it is so, my true crime. So it is, um, and I what I did. It's about a disappearance of Brittany Drexel. She disappeared from, and I'm kind of sticking with the South Carolina theme. I guess we can kind of know like. South Carolina a little bit like all the crazy shit that happened so um but she was kidnapped from Myrtle Beach um and I picked hers because Jean did you go to Myrtle such, Beach when you were there we didn't he's about two hours from Myrtle Beach that's driving to so you should go it is I we will we're actually he said Myrtle Beach is that it's called Dirty Myrtle he said Foley Beach is actually better so we're gonna really? go to Foley Beach yeah okay good to know yeah I'd never heard that I've always thought right. it, I always watched everyone's Shag, always so yeah like, and Myrtle Beach yeah. is supposed to be like the place to go yeah so um but January is sex trafficking awareness month and so she wasn't sex trafficked as far as we know but still that's what they were assuming happened to her so I thought it was really important that <clears throat> I talked about her since yeah. it's sex trafficking awareness month because it's a scary thing. And I'm always terrified. My kids are going to get kidnapped and taken into that, you know, um, every year annually, there's 50,000 people in the U S each year that are put into sex trafficking. Um, it's a lot. and it's, it is a lot and it's scary. It's and I realize, yeah. Talk, yeah, it's a lot. And a lot of it too, the, the most, the biggest weekend for sex trafficking is Super Bowl weekend. Really? Oh, I would. Yes. It's Super Bowl weekend in the U.S. So, yeah, because all these people are in one area. Mm -hmm. They're there for a good time. Big parties. Big parties and all the NFL and stuff. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we're going to get right into the story of the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. Um, Drexel. On the night of Drexel, D R E X E L, if you want to look at her okay. picture, she's a yeah. very, very cute girl. Um, it happened in the 90s, she's got that very 90s look. Um, I'm sorry, 2009, not 90s. Um, but yeah, she's got that early 2000 like Britney Spears vibe going uh-huh. on. You know, she like the black hair and like the lighter color, right, like, right. highlights and stuff. Yeah, um, so on the night of April 25th, 2009. 17-year-old Brittany Drexel of Chile, New York. So New York is, so like New York, New York is eight hours from like Columbia. So from Myrtle Beach, New York is probably a good six to seven hour drive. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> she went missing. Sorry, I'm going to try not to cough, guys. She went missing during spring break. So, um, but she left for Bar Harbor Hotel in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where she'd been staying with friends on a spring break trip that she had taken without her mom's knowledge. Mm. So she snuck away, told her mom she was going to stay with friends. And her mom even talked to one of her friend's moms. And they said, um, yeah, she's going to be with us for the week. And then the three girls snuck off together and went mm. to Myrtle Beach. Her Brittany's boyfriend knew about it, that she had left and had gone. But <clears throat> mom and dad had no clue. Um, Sorry, I thought someone was coming in the door there. Um, so she um, she walked to another hotel um, and a short distance away uh, from where she, her, from the oh, I lost my place here from the Bar Harbor Hotel, and um, she texted her boyfriend to say that she was going to see another friend at another hotel, um, but ever since then he hadn't heard from her, and so. <clears throat> We'll get into her story now because I just want to kind of tell a little bit about that her disappearance because it's there's so many like there's so many like different like holes and stuff kind of how the Darley Routier there's so many holes uh-huh. in it you just don't know like right what happened to her so she was born I'm talking about her, her how she was when she was born all that fun stuff when she was younger so she was born in Rochester New York area in 1991 God. I know right it makes me feel so old. <clears throat> Um, to her mom, Don, and a man of Turkish descent. So her dad, her biological father and her didn't have any connection. Um, soon after she, her mom found out she was pregnant, dad left. Oh, and he sad. moved. Yeah, he moved and left. He actually moved, I believe, to Florida area. Um, and then when she turned 16, they wound up getting back um, <clears throat> in touch with each other. He would fly to see her and stuff. So he, he only got to see her for about a year of her life. 
Oh, which is really sad. sad. Yeah, they finally connected. It is sad, and she looked just like she looks just like him. There's a couple of um, TV shows that are out with the, they were on Doctor Phil, hmm. <clears throat> and there's a couple of different shows that are out. And I, the one I watched, he's talking the, the interview, and she looked just like him. It was crazy. They, were, they were on. Like they were on Doctor Phil after she was kidnapped. After she was kidnapped. Okay, so yeah. they weren't she on Dr. Phil like it like it. Brittany was bubbled family wasn't. or anything. No, no, Brittany wasn't okay. on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil had them on after the kidnapping, gotcha. whatever. Like, no, she was missing, you know. Yeah, okay, just kind of bring awareness to the situation. Um, so shortly after Brittany was born, Don, her mom, married Chad Drexel, who adopted Brittany at that time because, again, dad wasn't in the picture and had nothing to really do with her. Um, Chad, after Chad's military service ended, the family lived in the suburb of Chile. I guess it's C-H-I-L-I, Chile, 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 you know, we mispronounce all this shit all the time. So you guys can correct this. I'm going to ask my coworkers tomorrow because they're all in New York. C-H-I-L-I. They do say things. So um, So, she loved, Brittany was very big into soccer. I'm a huge soccer player in school and, you know, like um, club soccer outside of school. Friends and family recall her as being particularly fast with the ball, despite her small stature. She was pretty tiny. She wasn't a big girl. She's very thin as well. Um, she aspired to a career in nursing or cosmetology or even modeling. She had been born with um, persistent hyperplastic primary vitreous in her right eye, which required several surgeries and which made her blind in that eye. So, wow. Her eye um, often, it was like a wandering eye, basically, is what it was. Her eye would often wander. She wore contact lenses that gave her a distinctive appearance. <clears throat> her mom and dad. Wait, mom what, did, what were they colored contacts or something? How did it make her distinctive? Um, because of her eye always wanting to wonder, the contacts would help like correct that wondering eye, but it would still wonder sometimes. So um, her mom and adopted dad separated in 2008. Um, so... It was very hard for Brittany to have to deal with this divorce after not being on her biological father. And then now her dad, only dad she's ever known. You can stop yawning now because it made me yawn. <laughs> her only dad that she's Sorry. ever known, um, they were getting, you know, they were divorcing. And so <clears throat> it really threw her into the state of depression, um, which she already suffered from, you know, teenagers at that age, they're very, she almost kind of looked emo to me when I look at her pictures and stuff kind of as well, which they're already depressed anyway. So well, yeah, I mean, t- the teen years are brutal as it is. Yeah, they and are. Throw everything um, else on top of it. Right. She remained in close contact with her dad and with her mom, with her adopted dad, even though she stayed with her mom. Um, so his name was Chad. So in April, 2009, she had asked on again, what I stated earlier, if she could go to Myrtle beach, South Carolina over spring break with her boyfriend and some girlfriends. Her mom said, of course you can't go. I, there's, I don't know. There's no parents there, you know, like you're going to go party. You're in high school. You're going to go party. So no, absolutely not. You cannot go to Myrtle beach with your friends, you know, right. Um, How old was she? I mean, let's just ask. She was 16, 17, 17. Yeah. I 17. would tell my daughter no way. Yeah. Uh-uh. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, her mom said, no, of course was again, like we would have done as well for our kids. So since she did not know the other teenagers and there were no accompanying adults on the trip, she said, um, she also had a premonition that something bad would happen. Like her mom just had this feeling something bad's going to happen. You cannot go. Um, it led to arguments between the two for several days until April 22nd, when Brittany asked she could go to a friend's house for a day or two to calm down, which Don agreed that's fine. Get, get some time away from me. Go take a breather. You go hang out with your friends. That might help you with your depression as well. That might be just what you need. So that day, Brittany left for South Carolina with the other students without telling her mom. Boyfriend didn't go, just the girls and her went. Three days later, Brittany called her mom once during the daytime after having arrived in Myrtle Beach, where the group stayed at the Bar Harbor Hotel, telling her mom that she was at the beach. Dawn was not alarmed as she assumed that Brittany had been referring to a beach along the Lake Ontario shoreline, which is by where they live. Um, So a trip there seemed plausible to her since the temperature had reached a high of 83 degrees in the area that day. So it wasn't unusual for her to go, you know, to the beach with her friends there because there are beaches there in New York as well. Right. So that night around 8 p.m., Drexel left her friends at the Bar Harbor Hotel on the beachfront to walk 1.5 miles down 
um, south down South Ocean Boulevard to another hotel, the Blue Water Resort, to visit a longtime friend who was staying there. Security cameras at the Blue Water Resort showed her <clears throat> arriving wearing a black and white tank top, flip-flops and shorts, carrying a beige purse, and then leaving around 8.45. And this picture, the still picture is actually up. If you Google her, you can see the still picture of her, like, walking. Kind of with the Alyssa Lamb one, how you saw, yeah. like, yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, so she continued texting her boyfriend, John Gracio, who had stayed in the Rochester area because of work commitments. So, of course, he didn't go. And around 9.15, her text suddenly stopped. So from 9 o'clock, so um, around 8.45, she saw, has seen walking into the hotel. No one has seen her since 9.15 that day. Um, so the last security camera footage shows her walking into the hotel. At 8.45. 8.45. Yes. Shows her walking. She's texting her boyfriend back and forth, and around 9.15, her text suddenly stopped, and no one's heard from her since. And there was no security footage of her going out of the hotel? Right. None. <clears throat> Interesting. So because her, her text stopped, her and her boyfriend were very close. It really concerned him, so he started calling her friends in Myrtle Beach to see if they knew where she was or, like, what had happened. Like, maybe she fell asleep. Maybe she walked out, fell asleep or something, or, you know, was drinking, passed out. Who knows? And those phone efforts died. failed. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't keep a phone yeah. charged. And it's dead. yeah, yeah. So when nothing, when he could not get a hold of her, he finally broke down and he called her mom and told her the truth. Dawn had not known that her daughter was in Myrtle Beach until hearing from Grecio. She called her estranged husband and then the Rochester police, hoping that they could establish communication with their counterparts in South Carolina. Um, repeated calls and texts to Britain's phone were unanswered because nobody knew where she was. Well, that's because she yeah, could had you been imagine that? So. Imagine like not even knowing that your child is somewhere else and then finding out they're missing. Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of the Natalie Holloway story a little bit too. You know, she was kidnapped and nobody knows. Yeah, where her not body even is. knowing know that they were in state. danger, not even knowing they were <clears> in a vulnerable place, thinking that they were safe. Ah, I couldn't imagine. Same thing with um, the Texas State student I talked about last couple of episodes, Jason Landry. They nobody knows where he is still. He's just gone. He has still fucking no, vanished. And nobody knows him. where he is. His pan oh, wow. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nobody has found him. It has been four weeks. He's. I'm sure. He, and I hate to say that, you know, because we think the worst. I'm sure he's dead. And the hogs have eaten him alive because they eat to the bone. And I hate to say that, but I mean, he has. He's gone. Like he has yeah. just disappeared. He's vanished. Um, so we can take a break now and then when we get back, we'll get into the investigation and stuff. So take a break, a break, a break. Break a break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Listen to this exciting, enticing ad that Mel put together for us for our Patreon. Thank you. Yeah, it's a shit show I threw together as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned. Hey guys, Mel here from Gotham Bougie Podcast. Did you know that if you go to www dot patreon.com slash gotham bougie podcast you can become a patron and you'll receive lots of rewards along with some special gifts once you've been a member of after two months and you also get special little gifts from us and some little trinkets throughout the time that you are a patron on our patreon so go and join patreon now it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash goth and bougie podcast what are you waiting for bye welcome back <laughs> i was waiting for your countdown you're counting down for I me i gave you the like... countdown i'm like no wait <laughs> and he said one and i'm like i'm ready to awesome. talk and nothing's happening <laughs> i lost my pen thank you guys for mm. listening that lovely ad what the fuck did i do with my pen wait i found it okay fine. i don't know i don't know got it. i got it i, I hear i got it you got it you got it okay so we were talking about Brittany drexel and that crazy story so i'm dying to hear what's going on yes so now so okay so mom and um stepdad or about our adopted dad left to go to south myrtle beach um, too. South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, yeah. and dad um, that was in Florida, biological dad, went met them there. So he went up north and they went down south. So <clears throat> we're getting to the investigation. So the um, 
following morning, the Myrtle Beach police uh, began looking for her because nobody knew knows where she is. Her friends started to worry now too because they're like, we haven't heard from her. We don't know. You know, I don't know. They located the security for- footage from the Blue Water Resort and found the friends whom she had visited. The last person who had seen Drexel before she had visited was, uh, before she had left, was identified as Peter Brozowitz, a 20-year-old nightclub promoter whom Brittany had known from the Rochester area, and he was also vacationing in Myrtle Beach. But how could, why was a 20-year-old hanging out with a 17-year-old? I, I mean, really, that's not that much difference. In <clears throat> if you think about it, they, they could have even been in high school together. I mean, if you think 17 and 20, it's only three years. By the time she's 17. True. She yeah, that's true. Been, true. It's not, yes, true. Grade. True, true. Been a junior while she was a freshman, senior while she was a sophomore. I mean, it's not that. I, I bet, that they, I bet they knew each other. I'm going to bet they knew each other. So we're just going to leave it at that. So he was vacationing. Or even if they were in the same, the same group of people. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an age range of friends and groups of friends. So, so, he, so yeah. he was vacationing there as well. They'd apparently met at a local nightclub at the night the night before um, and then went out. They'd they had met each other there, not met, met, but like ran into each other, basically. So after police interviewed Brazowitz and the men with whom he was sharing his hotel rooms with, they said that no one has been ruled in or out, adding that they did not have any persons of interest. So she's a missing person now. So because they don't know, they just don't know where she is. Police searched Drexel's hotel room, finding out, uh, finding all of her clothes she had packed, but not her purse or her cell phone. The phone's network pings were tracked on a path leading 50 to 60 miles south of Myrtle Beach in an area along U.S. route and um, route route, however you want to say it, I say route 17, near the Georgetown-Charleston County line. The pings had stopped abruptly early on the morning of April 26th. Areas near there and around Myrtle Beach where a body might have been uh, disposed of were then searched for 11 days. And that's the next morning, right? That was <clears throat> the next morning? Yes. Okay. Um, so they had searched for 11 days. Um, in 2011, police searched. So that's it. Like they searched and nothing came up. They never 2000, found her. 2009. In 2009. Never and found her. 11, they never found her. Never found Case her. Case went cold. Case went cold, Yes. In 2011, police searched an apartment in Georgetown County, but that effort did not yield any information that helped identify a suspect either. They're just getting all these leads, you know, all the cold case leads and stuff. So Don um, and Brazowitz had several confrontations on the TV show Dr. Phil, which they went on, during which Brazowitz often expressed uh, frustration at the damage to his reputation. Um, the investigation discovery show disappeared devoted a segment to the case in October of 2010, which is the one that I watched. That's what I watched. Um, Dawn, who had driven to Myrtle Beach the day after her daughter's disappearance, eventually relocated there permanently to be close to where Brittany had last um, been seen and better monitor the progress of the investigation, which is what I would can't imagine. I would probably okay. do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a 2014 newspaper article on the case's fifth anniversary, <clears throat> she expressed her theory that Brittany had defied her to go to Myrtle Beach because she had been promised something of interest, such as a modeling job or a modeling career. Yeah. Dawn believes that her daughter uh, was trafficked, but the Myrtle Beach police did not believe this was a strong possibility as little or no trafficking takes place in their jurisdiction, which I find I just very don't interesting. Know. Yeah. Right. I mean, here in Rockwall, Texas, yeah. Uh, at 205 and 30, there's a huge trucking stop there. Okay. I don't, mm-hmm. oh, the Phillips Smurf, Phillips 66 Murphy, something like that. Right. That mm-hmm. is the number one hot spot in Dallas, Fort Worth area for sex trafficking. It is five minutes up the road from me. I live in the mm-hmm. number three. I think richest, that's a TNA. I think that's I TA. live in the number three richest know. county in Texas. It's happening in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you saying yeah, that it doesn't happen somewhere, that's a bullshit. Bullshit. It's totally bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Bullshit, bullshit. So in June 2016, the FBI, which had also been involved in the case, announced a news conference that they believed that Drexel had been killed shortly after her disappearance. She had been abducted from Myrtle Beach to somewhere in the vicinity of Georgetown, near where the cell phone pings had ended and killed there. The Bureau had 
put up a $25,000 reward for information leading to the resolution of the case. $25,000 is nothing for my daughter's life. Oh, nothing. But, but there was nothing because like I would on be like, there was, no, there was nothing on a cell phone, no computer records, nothing of no conversations nothing, or nothing. Account. nothing. <laughs> no, there was nothing. And that's wow. what's crazy. Was Tinder even around then? then? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know. I I mean, obviously not so <clears throat> two months later the post and courier 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 you know I can't say shit right I reported on the allegations of more detail based on a transcript of a bond hearing for Timothy Deshaun Taylor an inmate then saying time and uh, then serving time in state prison on an unrelated charge so Timothy Deshaun Taylor is coming into play now and he kept running his mouth and saying stuff you know, and inmates talk and it gets back to people. It gets back because there's informants and stuff always in jail and stuff always. Um, Cause that's how the FBI is able to get close a lot of cold cases and stuff is because they find out that, you know, the informants and stuff that are in the jails. So FBI agent, Jarek Nunez testified that earlier that year, another South Carolina inmate to Brown, who began serving a 25 year sentence for manslaughter told them that in 2009, Shortly after Drexel disappeared, he had gone to visit a stash house in print quotes. I know y'all can't see the quotes, but I'm doing quotes. Stash house, a house where weapons and supplies are hidden in uh, McClellanville to give money to Sean Taylor, Timothy's father. So his dad. Right. As he walked through the house, Brown had told Munoz he saw Timothy Taylor sexually abusing Drexel. So she was being gang raped, basically, with others present. He continued to the backyard where he found Sean Taylor and made his payment. As they talked, she ran from the house but was soon recaptured. Brown said he saw Timothy Taylor pistol whip her right in front of his eyes after oh being God. gang raped. Then take her back inside the house where he had where he heard two gunshots, which he assumed were they sounds were the sounds of Drexel being killed. Oh Brown God. claims Brown claims to have been seen have seen a wrapped body being removed from the house which was then dumped in one of many alligator ponds in the area. Um, so Brown's statement to investigators, Munoz said, was partic particularly um, corroborated by information received from another informant, unidentified but described as incarcerated at the Georgetown County Jail at the time he had talked to authorities. According to the second inmate, Timothy Taylor had picked up Drexel in Myrtle Beach, taking her to uh, McClellanville, where he showed her off to friends and tried to sell her to them for trafficking purposes. But when the case drew heavy media attention, Taylor decided to kill her to avoid arrest. Oh my so. God. So wait, refresh my memory of what you're saying. So the guy that reported that he witnessed this, mm -hmm. he was in jail. Why did he come forward with this information? He was just talking to, he, you know, he was bragging. He just, oh, he was I, somebody told me. Just bragging. Oh, okay. Just bragging. Okay. And so an informant happened to hear about this. Well, that's a huge lead case. And, you know, and when the informants are in there, what they have lead case, cases on leads on cases and stuff, they get their time like reduced right, tremendously. Right. So they're going to come forward so with snitch. this information. Right. Snitches. And so that's what happened. But I mean, on that case, like I would have. No, but thank God. Stuff. Yeah. Something happened to my kids. Like I would want that informant. Like I would send them money. Like I would help provide for them because that's a big deal to me you found my child you know um so there were federal charges also held against timothy the bond hearing hill um had been held after timothy taylor's arrest on a federal indictment for um, interfering on interstate commerce um by threat or violence stemming from a 2011 robbery at a mcdonald's restaurant in mount pleasant in which he had been the getaway driver so this is what he was in jail for. Unusually, he had already been convicted for his involvement in the crime in state court and had been sentenced to probation, which he had finished by the time of the federal charges. Taylor's lawyer called the new charge a squeeze based on nothing more than the statement of two jailed informants. His mother called them craziness since she believed that her son and husband could never commit such a crime. Of course, of course, because you don't want them to not get in more trouble, right? 
Winston Holliday, the federal prosecutor of the hearing, admitted to the judge that the suspicions in the Drexel case were among the government's reasons for having brought the new charge for the conduct South, Car uh, South Carolina had already sentenced Timothy Taylor for. So now he's getting in trouble for more stuff, and they're trying to bring more charges against him for what he's already been charged for, is what's happening. Um, in response to questions of whether this amounted to double jeopardy, Holiday cited a federal law that states that the federal government may bring charges for a crime if it believes the state prosecution led to an unfair outcome. So it winds up not being double jeopardy because it was federal. Uh, it was a federal case, and now it's a yeah. state case, or vice yeah. versa. So now it's not double jeopardy. Um, so in this case, Holiday noted that the other two participants in the robbery had both been sentenced to prison with the gunman who shot with the restaurant's cashier twice, serving a 25-year minimum term. So in March of 2018, Myrtle Beach's WPDE TV reported that months earlier, as part of his plea bargain negotiations, Timothy Taylor had agreed to take a lie detector test, which he failed. According to the federal government sentencing memorandum, the only possible knowledge of the case to which he admitted invo being involved, having overheard part of an argument between two people, um, which is what he's stating he heard. So he basically, he didn't touch her, he didn't, but he was still conspiracy to it because he was there. Right. And he didn't report it happening. You know, he. Right, right. He's complicit. Yeah, he's a. He was an accomplice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Accomplice, yeah. So, um, according to the federal government sentencing memorandum, the only possible knowledge of the case to which he admitted involved being involved, having overheard part of the argument between two people over who had Drexel's cell phone, a discussion that he had said had um, made him suspicious. But when Taylor was connected um, to the lie detector and asked whether he had seen Drexel after her disappearance or if he knew of um, if he knew who was involved, the examiner determined that he was not being truthful. So under the plea uh, agreement, he would thus face at least 10 years in prison for his role in the 2011 robbery. After reviewing the results with Taylor's lawyer, the examiner ex attempted to continue, but Timothy was too angry to do so. So obviously he had anger issues to go along with all this, which would not be good for him having his case and this girl being gang raped and right. you know Brittany being gang raped and beat with the pistol and stuff to him that was a normal thing if he's got this anger issue yeah so the government's memo therefore recommended the minimum sentence before the sentencing hearing was scheduled Taylor was found to have violated the terms of his bail and was held in Charleston County Jail but in August, presiding, uh, presiding federal district judge David C. Norton ordered Taylor's bail reinstated on the condition that he remain on house arrest until the U.S. Supreme Court decided the case of Gamble versus United States. A constitutional challenge to the dual um, sovereignty um, doctrine, which allows separate state and federal prosecutions for the same criminal offense. So the double jeopardy issue. They're able to, yeah. The, Mm -hmm. The development um, pleased activists who had been attempting to draw national attention to what uh, was considered to be a witch hunt. But it's not because he he admitted to witnessing all this stuff to Brittany being killed and murdered and then basically said she was dumped in an alligator pit. God. So in June 2019, the Supreme Court decided gamble in favor of the government, upholding dual sovereignty and allowing the federal government to proceed with its case against Taylor. Six months later, uh, Norton sentenced him to time served 319 days after a guilty plea forced by a similar a disposition in state court. So he was time served. So he got a slap on the he got 319 days. Yes. So in February of 2019, Brown gave a telephone interview to Rochester's WHEC-TV from McCormick Correctional Institution, where he is currently incarcerated. He said he had actually seen Drexel four times after her disappearance. In addition to the first encounter, Brown said he, so he's still serving like his time for the first, uh, the first case that he got mm -hmm. in trouble for. So he's still serving that. But as far as like what happened with, um, not what happened with him, like the, um, being there whenever all this happened and not turning it in and collaboration yeah. and stuff. He got time served, so he didn't get any. Nothing happened to him for. Britain's so he's in jail for a different crime. He for the other crime for the McDonald's yeah, robbery for for stuff. being an yeah. accomplice and knowing about it. Right. He, 
he already got yeah. nothing time served yeah a slap on the hand basically um so he said he had seen Drexel four times after her disappearance in addition to the first encounter Brown said he had seen her again a month later and it was at that time she was killed they had her for a fucking month, month. a month a month Wow. And, you yes. know, oftentimes people would, people would think, well, why didn't she run away? Why didn't they, they, they she keep couldn't. them drugged up. They keep them yeah. to where they can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen Taken, it's very, Taken is a movie, but mm-hmm. it's very spot on with what happens yeah. with these girls. They keep them drugged up. They keep them in houses. They move them around from place to place. And I would be like Liam Neeson. I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. I, I've read that articles me. like of people who have been trafficked and they say yeah. they they were drugged the entire time they really yeah. had yeah no way and then if, if they ever were lucid they were scared to death yeah 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 so the first time that he said he saw drugs was april 27th two days after her disappearance she was in the stash house and met a group of eight to 12 young men and was being sexually assaulted he also recalled that um, she had a visible black guy he did not rec- recognize her at the time but realized who she was uh, a month later, when publicly when publicity arose uh, surrounding the case, because it, it was everywhere, her second encounter with Drexel came a few days later. This was the event that he had described to the FBI with the gunshots inside the uh, building and the body being carried out in a rug. Brown told WHEC that he had been he had seen Drexel again five days later. This time, he had driven to Jackson, uh, Jacksonboro, eighty miles south of um, McClellanville to show a cousin the car that he had just bought. At the cousin's house, only a lightly traveled dirt road with few residences, he saw her. So she's getting passed around from person to person and person to person. Again, moved from place to place to place to place. It's just unthinkable that these motherfuckers think that this is okay. And what she's going through. Yes. So Brown claimed to have seen Drexel for the last time in late May. Once again on his cousin's property while visiting with another friend, according to Brown, Drexel was near the uh, property line, rear property line in a wooded area with a group of men around her. As they walked by, a man whom uh, Brown knew only as Nate shot her twice with a double-barreled shotgun. Brown and his friend left immediately, fearing uh, being um, considered as accomplices if they remained. Which you still are because you you know this happened. Yeah, and didn't do anything. Yeah, didn't. So WHEC was able to corroborate some of Brown's account. His description of the McClellanville stash house matched the station's own reporting from a 2016 visit. His account of the second visit when he believed Drexel had been shot is consistent with his original story as told to the FBI. The station was unable to locate the friend whom Brown said had accompanied him on the last visit. Brown's cousin who owned the property where Drexel was uh, reportedly uh, where she was killed basically is now dead another witness who good good I'm glad he's dead another witness whom Brown had named could um, not be found her body was dumped in a swampy area full of alligators so all the evidence is gone her body has never been found no body no remains nothing nothing absolutely nothing clothes nothing nothing has ever been found Brown has filed suit against Munoz, Holiday, and other federal officials whom he says had, had identified him publicly or played a role in doing so. By doing so, he alleges they gave him a reputation as a snitch and put his life in danger. Brown says that Taylor has offered $15,000 to anyone who kills Brown and that he has already been assaulted. Wow. So, there you go. So our body's never been found. She's still missing. Her body's never going to be found. If she was put in a pit with alligators, her body's gone. Yeah. It's gone. If she's in a swampy area, it's she's gone. Her poor you know to have to hear that accounting of her last days, of her last month of yeah. her life. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, to hear that and to not know where she is. But I mean, guys, if you feel like something is suspicious and something just doesn't feel right, just like he did, fucking tell somebody. I don't care. Yeah. That's not snitching to me. You're saving this girl's life. Right, because he could have saved this there's, girl's there's, life. There is a there is a line in criminal activity. I mean, drug dealing, gang banging, but murder and sex trafficking. I mean, that's just none of it's okay. Anyway, but that, you could no, have saved her. I, I mean, to me, that crosses the line. I mean, there. I just think there's like like nine levels of hell. Yeah. There's there's a different level 
that we're talking about here when you're, when you're talking, it's like some people also, you, you know, they might be into drugs, they might be dealers, a lot of them won't report this information because they think they're going to get in trouble for drug dealing. They don't <clears throat> care. They do not care about your drug interaction. Tell, tell them about whatever you've witnessed because they don't care about that shit. They want to know about the murder. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. And it's just a sad story. And my heart goes out to her mom and oh, God. Um, her, yeah, her adopted up, dad and her biological, dad, because her biological dad just got in touch with yeah. her and they were, had a really good relationship. And it just, it's just sad. She's a really pretty girl. She's a yeah, beautiful I looked girl. Up her photo while we were so, on break and she was, she was really cute. She's typical, like you said, very, you could place her early, 2000s, very early 2000s, Britney yeah. Spears. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, but I have a, I do have a listener story, so I'm oh, going to yeah. try to tell it cause I'm going to telling it by memory. So it's actually Jeff's story. Okay. It's a ghost story. So I'm going to tell mm. it. I'm going to try to, oh my gosh. Okay. I can't remember where he said they were living, but they were renting a house. So they were renting a house and he said that they had really good friends that lived in this house and they were renting it. And this, they were doing boxcar derby racing. And if I'm not mistaken, these, this friend, family friend helped him make the, I'm so sorry, Jeff, if I'm like killing this and like butchering <laughs> it, but you, I know you're going to let me know. So um, the friends that, um, that they're running the house from actually helped make this um, boxcar derby with him when he was younger. And so I can't remember how old he said he was maybe 10, 11, 12. Um, but so he was asleep in his bed and it happened that this friend and his fam- his daughter and wife, I believe, and the dad were killed in an um, airplane crash. And so they were renting this house from him and he said that he was asleep and he felt like he was dreaming and he felt like his sheets move and um, he got, and something pulled him up. He went to the door, opened the door, and he was standing there all bloodied and stuff, oh, this wow. dad. And so he said, you know, it was like a dream. So he went back to sleep. The next thing he knows, he wakes up and the sheets like pulled off of him and he goes to open the door and there's a white light going down the hall. Jeff, this is Jeff who witnessed this. Jeff, Jeff. Okay. Yes, my Jeff. So yeah, that's the end of the story. So I thought it was creepy. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Again, and this so is I, not enough information. <laughs> <laughs> did anything ever did happen he, again? Was he ever no. in the house again? <laughs> yeah, he, they rented the house. They lived there. So I'll find out. He said there was just always crazy stuff happening, but like scary stuff. But um, but this he was said a significant he did, thing. That, he that told his stepdad, adopted dad, or mom, one of them that, you know, I suck at telling you telling stories. This is not so, going to work for me. We're going to have to just <laughs> call Jeff. And I'm so he's basically, him. so he said that, um, he did mention it to one of his, you know, his parents and they said, well, yeah, there's always weird stuff happening here because, you know, they lived here. So, okay. yeah. Is it the, ha- so, so it was, where did he live at the time? He South Carolina or Texas or where? I think it was in El Paso, Texas. Ooh, they were in Texas, El Paso. Like, yeah. He didn't move to South Carolina. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't move to South Carolina until he was, um, married. Like, yeah, he's no longer married, but when he was married, like they moved close yeah. to his ex-wife's dad. Yeah, I remember dying, you telling so. me he was in Texas before. I was just wondering yeah. if that house was local and we could go visit it. He's from, <laughs> he's from Plano Richardson area. He's from our area. So he's from DFW, but yeah. So yeah, that was pretty spooky. So I did. And then one of our other um, listeners, that was one of his bike. I sent you the text, you know, she had posted on our call and told you, I, she had posted pictures and we were going to look at it. mentioned it when you were drunk I found and him. you told me. <laughs> I found him. So I told her to email us. So um, she needs to email us. I can't remember your name. I'm so sorry. I'm horrible with names. Horrible. So yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, but your husband is magic. That's in the Viking group. That's his biker's name. It's oh, magic. His, his given name is magic. <laughs> no, his, his biker ooh, name is, ooh, they have, they have names in their group and his name's magic. So it's, okay. I believe it's magic. I can dig it. Jess, Jess name's hot and spicy. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. So, but so she has lots. He was telling me some of the stories and stuff. So yeah, pretty funny. I think it's magic. Spike. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Y'all, this is not even good. Let's just delete this whole part. <laughs> no, this makes for great content. Oh, so that's stuff, my story yeah. on, um, on Brittany. That is so, I mean, Drexel. that is just so sad. I mean, because even though they had somebody able to tell them what happened to not be able to have a body to not be able to I know that provides a lot of closure for the family as well 
But yeah, it's just, it's just sad. And I just feel, I'm going to pick my phone up so I can take this out and I have to ring the bell in a minute. I think part of the part of the story that really stumps me is that they have security footage of her entering the hotel, but not leaving it. So, I mean, did right. she leave with the, with the guy? I mean, if they had had that footage, could they have found her before she was Maybe they killed? put her, maybe they put her in a suitcase and rolled her out. Oh my God. In a duffel bag, yeah. rolled her out. You know what I'm saying? That's because a lesson like, would, don't, don't have you give seen it. Don't. my suitcase? I could fit <laughs> in my suitcase. But it's also right? a lesson to, to young people, not just young, young people, everyone to not fall for people's sweet talking bullshit. And, and you know, right. sometimes these people work on grooming you for a long time. She could have been right. talking to somebody for weeks, months. I mean, they, they really work on it for a long, long time. They, they don't come out right away mm-hmm. and say, well, some of them do. Hello, dear. Send me money. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody send me a message on Instagram and he said, at first he's like, oh, just set your, your, your photos are so sexy. You have such hot videos. And I think he meant like the stories. And then he says, and I'm like, oh, thank you. And then he's, and then he says, I lost my job. Can you help? And I'm like, no, no, sorry, me buddy. Can't help you. The ones that want to be, I want to be your, you to be my sugar baby. I want to be your sugar daddy. But can you give least, me the login least, to? No, but at least that's up front with saying I, what they want out of the relationship. But this, no, the last one of, wanted me to give me, me to give him my login for my cash app. Okay, really? No, you think right. I'm that stupid? Right, my bank right. account information's on there. Oh, these people anyways. No. Yeah. But guys, that's our shit show today. That's it. <laughs> um, wow. What's next? So next yeah. week is your serial killer. My serial killer, and we can do two next week. Because please do not pick a kid killer. It's a kid killer. I already have him. I'm gonna pick. He's in South Carolina. You're already there. I'm What's funny a- is Robert asked me just earlier, "Do you want to just go ahead and move to New Orleans?" Because every time he opens his phone, it says he's in New Orleans. It's like it's we're already so there fun. in our mind. I would be there visiting you. Let's do it. Just do it. And then if we if did I didn't move have to Jamie, New Orleans, I would already be and there. You're in South Carolina. We would be a little bit closer. <laughs> than me here yeah 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 that's true and we could do this because this is working great this works great yeah i think so <laughs> yes you can see me on my facial expression <laughs> yeah so just to our listeners we're going to try to develop this type of um show into more of a like a video type of thing where with with the zoom account that i have we can go live on facebook with it and we put it on our youtube put it on youtube so we yeah. can we can do this and be a little bit more, uh, I'd say productive, but li- not really interactive. I don't know. Just be a little bit. We're get, we're being we're yeah. being a little more. We're we're bringing ourselves into this. Yes. We're trying to reach into all the different platforms because we know not everyone listens to podcasts with, you know, speaking Pandora. Of, and speaking of, we're on Pandora. Yes, now. I was oh trying to get to that. So exciting. <laughs> You can now find us on Pandora as well, which is a, a pretty big deal because it's kind of hard to get. Um, oh my God, it took like two, two yeah. times to read it. Yeah, so we're just as exciting. So yeah, so we're there. So guys, like share with your friends, share us, like make, sh- leave us, we need you guys to go and leave us um, actual rating, like reviews and stuff for our ratings mm-hmm. and stuff because that's how we get on the charts is from reviews so if you guys can just go leave us reviews and stuff we would really appreciate it because it's really yes. really important so and share us all right tag us um yes. tag our you know we have, always tag our account pages too um yes our account pages <laughs> our account pages um but you can find gotham bougie on instagram you can find both my and mel's individual instagrams uh linked to that as well but yeah, share us. Definitely share us. That's the big thing is, is share us. Just say, yeah, you know, share, talking to share, your friends share. and like, oh, you know, what podcast you people post all the damn time looking for a new podcast. Fucking put a comment in there, you motherfuckers and say, oh, hey, I listen to Gotham Bougie. Which, yeah, go do it. True crime, paranormal, serial killer. We would appreciate right, it just so call much. All of our listeners, motherfuckers. <laughs> there are yeah, motherfuckers I mean... and we love you. We there's do a, love you. There's a show on Netflix that's the history of swear words. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen it, you oh, gotta go. I need to watch that. Oh, it's awesome! My swear it's words. fucking awesome. Mm, okay, so, we'll have to go watch it. Yeah, so go to our Instagram. 
There you go. That's it. Instagram, Facebook, and Redbubble for merch. Um, oh, all of our patrons, you guys should have all your gifts because I sent them out. And I know that most of you have them. So there's only and one that's left that has not gotten his yet. And that's because it's my responsibility to send it. I sent it. No, Jeff and his oh uh, his travel. He knows yeah. that. He knows though. He knows. I told yeah. him what I, he knows. But I, everyone's a scent, and I mean, you guys should be getting it. You should have gotten our Christmas card. You should be getting that. It has all the goodies in it from New Orleans. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, we'll be sending yeah. out um next next month another monthly mail. Uh, maybe some keychains or something in there. So it'll be good stuff. We'll see. Yep. All right, guys. I'm gonna do this. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you. What's oh going my on? effing okay, God. <laughs> All right, guys. You want me to sign it? Back? <laughs> sign it to you. you. Yes, I hear you. That's not Thank funny. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Okay, guys. Y'all come back. Come back now. now. You hear? You hear? <laughs>